Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Within the Lines would not be possible without Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast and has been how we have made our podcast for over two years now. Anchor has everything we could need to make a podcast. And if you were thinking about starting your own podcast, you definitely should take advantage of their resources. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. We have fancy mics. You don't need a fancy mic to use Anchor. When hosting on Anchor, you can even distribute your podcast to listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Wherever you want to listen to your podcast, Anchor does that work for you. You think me and Tyler are smart enough to figure this stuff out by ourselves? Absolutely not. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And of course, the best part, because me and Tyler are cheapies, Anchor is totally free. Anchor's been great for us. It's been what we have been using. Um, We highly, highly recommend it. And if you were thinking about making a podcast yourself, we encourage you to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Let's get back to the pod. Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines. Coming at you on Monday, September 28th, 2020. It is the last Within the Lines of the month, so we are reviewing a bad movie. A movie that Tyler, quite frankly, is not excited to talk about. And I'm kind of offended. Hand up. I don't look, I'm not looking forward to talking about this fucking movie. Why? It's just a garbage movie that was intended to be a garbage movie. But maybe we'll go on a tangent. We'll talk about some fun things. You never know. So sometimes there's movies where I'm I'm just not looking forward to it, but then they turn out electric, and that's what I hope it is for listeners. We don't know yet. It could be boring as shit, and I'm sorry if you have to sit through it, but it could be electric. That movie is uh, Norm of the North. If you have not seen it, pause this podcast and go watch it right now. That's a great film available on Pluto TV for free with ads. Um, you can get yeah, that on the it. fact that I had to go to Pluto TV tells you all you need to know about this fucking movie. <laughs> Let's get into the show. I don't feel so good. Smash! Hey, look up. You can put it on the board. Yes! All right, Ty, before we jump into a, a great film, Norm of the North, a movie that I first saw a trailer for about four years ago, was so excited to see it that I uh, waited four years to do it on the podcast as a bad movie review. Fantastic. Um, there's some MCU news to address. Yeah. Um,. I mean, we'll start with the the delays. Yeah. Everything got pushed back. 
That was kind of expected, I think. Um, I was surprised at how far they delayed it, though. Black Widow, November 6th, is now on May 7th. Yeah. Shang-Chi was supposed to be that May 7th movie. It is now July 9th. Yep. The Eternals was going to be in February. They pushed it all the way back to November. Yeah. Um. Well, wasn't uh, Black Widow supposed to be May this year? Oh, I think you're right. And then they pushed it to November, and then they pushed it to May. Yeah, because it, it was like one of the first COVID casual – bad word choice. It was one of the first you know movies to be affected <laughs> by COVID. Um, so maybe they just did the Fast and Furious thing, pushed it back a year, and then kind of moved everything else back a little bit. Look, I'm just excited because that's three MCU movies in 2021. If hopefully things you know return back to normal, um, Black Widow wasn't too excited about. So if this was a different movie that got pushed back, I'd be a little more upset. It's it's not. I'm just gonna be frank. Like we've said before, it's just you're taking a move a, a franchise that's about you know, being intertwined and moving forward and whatnot, and like what's gonna happen next, and then doing a movie that's you know. I think it'll Supposedly be Supposedly five years ago or whatever it's supposed to be. I think it'll be a good movie for setting stuff up in the future and its individual story. I think it'll yeah. be a good story. Um, I, I mean, like the people in it. I didn't think I was going to like Captain Marvel, and I did. So, Yeah, I, I think it'll be good. I'm more looking forward to the Eternals because I don't know what the fuck they're doing. Shang-Chi? Shang-Chi also looks good. I guess they built like a full fucking like fight island So they set. did what the UFC should have done. Yeah, but they built like a okay. whole fucking town somewhere. Just this giant set for Shang-Chi that they're filming at. So are they still filming? Well, I know that was a while back. I don't know when. Oh, they Aquafina's that. in it. Oh, there you go. She's good. I like her. Um, yeah, man. I'm excited. Eternals, I'm going to be honest. I don't really know much about the Eternals. That's kind of why I'm excited for it. Because it's, it's giving me real good Guardians of the Galaxy vibes. Where I'm like, I know nothing about this. Which means it could be good. Correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't um, Camille Nanjani in this? Fuck yeah, he is. Oh. Yeah. we get And it's ripped Camille. This is what he got fucking jacked for. I hope, look, Camille's a great actor. I hope he's not serious. Jason, it's the MCU. When have they ever taken things 100% serious? But they have serious characters. I, think I hope he is not a serious character. That's true. We were just talking about it um, off pod, but like John C. Riley and Guardians. Yeah. He wasn't funny, and he's a funny character funny guy yeah um camille's great i'm just saying if we get full camille nanjani um nanjiani he might give Korg running for a run for his money i'm gonna say it just him being him you just love him that much he's a good fucking actor dude he's funny he was funny i love stuber that lovebirds movie that was on netflix was like not a great movie but he was funny in it um he's just funny man i like him i don't disagree but this makes this the first year since 2009 without an mcu movie yeah. That hurts. Yeah. However, we are still getting like six hours of MCU content, which is like three movies. Yeah. So I'm not hating on it too much. You know, I think I said this last week too when we talked about, you know, because they did announce that WandaVision would be released this year. We talked about that last week. And yep. then now now we have the trailer, which we did not have last week. Um, I think I said this though, like if they were going to have a year to kind of push everything back, this was kind of the year. Oh, it's perfect. Because, right after Endgame. Yeah. Right after Endgame. They already did Spider-Man. Um, they were kind of just banking on these streaming shows anyways, it seemed like for this year, like that was kind of their, their play, uh, obviously black widow, but I don't think that was necessarily, you know, like I said, I wasn't too excited. It wasn't something that was going to like move it forward a bunch. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, it is what it is. This was the year to kind of, you know, miss out on it. Not yeah. last year with Endgame and Spider-Man and 
Or no, like, I'm glad we got those and then all this. Because you, can you imagine if they were supposed to release this year and we were waiting a whole year longer for Endgame? Or it could have been like that 2016-2017 stretch where you had Civil War, Doctor Strange, yeah. Thor, Ragnarok. Like all those movies just back to back to back. Um, Would have fucking sucked. That they could have lost. So Guardians 2 was in that stretch. Uh, Spider-Man Homecoming was in that stretch. There was a lot of movies. Black Panther was in that stretch. They had a stretch. Well, that was 2018 Black Panther. But yeah. They had a stretch there, like a good 18-month stretch that was just electric. Excuse me. I keep punching my my cord. <laughs> this was going to be the thin time. And we still lost Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That's getting pushed back. Yeah. We've talked about it before on the pod and, like, how they're doing reshoot, reshoots and shit. Yeah. Um, but they dropped the trailer for WandaVision. Which I did not watch. <laughs> and I did watch. Because I don't like spoiling things. And it looks fucking good, man. So I know the whole premise of it's supposed to be, like, it's kind of through Wanda's lens of creating different realities and whatnot. Because, like... Riley was watching like a theory video or whatever, and I did hear some. It's like some of this we could tell is like Wanda's vision, I guess. Uh, Wanda's, and then some of this is the real reality based on like how it's shot or whatnot. Um, yeah. Isn't it supposed to be almost kind of like an old school, like 50s kind of sitcom feel? Isn't there going to be some of that to it too? Yeah. So they're thinking one theory is that she's depressed after losing vision and she's watching a lot of TV and binging TV. Okay. And then she fucking loses her shit and that kind of inspires her to create so like the opening of the trailer is like an old 50s like i think i love lucy or something like kind that of vibe yeah and it's you know shot in four three mm-hmm. in the trailer and then it opens up and it's like newer and then it opens up to the 16 by 9 hd for like newer stuff and then there's like you know full house and roseanne vibes through like the next one so it's going to be taking those kind of vibes and shit's going to get weird yeah man it's going to be good it looks great um supposedly riley sent me this i don't know if she sent it in the group chat considering tom cruise oh this is a different movie do you have anything else to say about wandavision before i keep going i just think it looks really it's good go off track <laughs> i believe dr strange is rumored to be in it yeah um there's other characters from thor who are rumored to be in it who um the the sidekick scientist chick oh, I sword you were say korg no sword um which is the new shield they're supposed to be okay. in it, and then... Wait, there's no more S.H.I.E.L.D.? Did I miss something? Yeah, Captain America, Winter Soldier. That's right, I didn't watch that movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know how the end of Spider-Man, like, fucking Nick Fury's up in space? Yeah. That's S.W.O.R.D., that's the new uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, yeah, 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 okay. And then Monica Rambeau, who was the... Sylvester Stallone's daughter? No. Okay. Close. Okay. <laughs> the, the young girl from Captain Marvel, her friend's daughter... Okay. Some shit's supposed to be weird, and like she gets thrown from one of her fake realities to modern day, but like her own, like a adult age now, so they can use her as an actual character. Okay. That was like their tease of shit getting weird. Gotcha. Wait, I don't get it. Like she was somehow in one of the older realities, and then it's like a shot of her flying, and then flying into real reality. Oh, like transporting? Not transporting. Trans. Teleporting. Going through realities. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and so, and then that's a quick shot. And that's supposed to be December, correct? Yeah, I think so. I can't wait. Within the Lines is going to have so much. How are we going to do this? Are they, do you think, are they going to release them like, like they do with the Mandalorian? Yeah, yeah. They got to do week by week. And are they two, are they three, two hour or six, one hours? Um, I think some are going to be even shorter than that. Oh, I don't think they have a set time. I think some are going to be short. Some are going to be long. I don't like that. I don't either. But I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to watch every single and one second they fucking I'm looking forward to talking drop. about them and breaking Fuck them yeah. down and coming up with theories that probably won't happen. And I need my MCU fix. I know. It's been a long time. Um, 
just based, you know, the end game fallout and then everything going on. It's just it feels like an eternity since that. Uh, the thing I mentioned earlier, well, I don't want to. I will say this movie is supposed to set up the movie you're talking about, and that's Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Yes, so you did see this, how Tom Cruise is reportedly going to be cast, or there's rumors that they're looking to cast him as a a Tony Stark character in an alternate universe. Yep. I told Riley I don't think this happens. Not that I don't think the idea doesn't happen of them casting someone else as, um, you know, uh, Tony Stark in a different universe. But this is just how my brain works. I wouldn't want to cast Tom Cruise because then that kind of takes away you being able to use Tom Cruise in the future. And Tom Cruise is just a big name. I mean, yeah, maybe <laughs> that's how my brain works. That's fair. I, they get everyone else, so I mean, yeah, they have the most money out of anyone on the fucking earth. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think it would be cool because he was originally going to be Iron Man. Really? Yeah, oh, he was. That. He was one of the first people, and then John Favreau, who directed Iron Man, had to fight to get Robert Downey Jr. Oh, I did not know role. that. Yeah, because fucking all the shit with Robert Downey Jr.'s past. Yeah, but yeah, Tom Cruise was almost Iron Man, so it would be funny. Like, what if? Which is a different show they're doing, but. <gasps> Something we've talked about maybe ten times. I just got chills thinking about it. Tommy McGuire, Spider Man. <laughs> no, hundred percent. It's going to happen. <laughs> we, I, how many I don't times, know how it doesn't happen. How many times have we talked about them implementing Tommy McGuire into the MCU in some capacity? I, I don't. This is the perfect movie with the perfect director. I don't know how it doesn't happen. He's directing it again. Horror guy, right? Sam Raimi, the guy who yeah. directed oh, the yeah, Spider Man yeah, yeah, movies. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> this is perfect to just walk up with a Spider Man. Like, oh, this suit looks a little different. Fuck, tap him on the shoulder, turn around, take his mask off. That's Tobey Maguire. Obviously, they'd have to get Sony's permission, but I don't think that so would. They're working with Sony though, just for a cameo. Well, even they'll if, do it. Well, yeah, even if Sony tells them no, they can't tell them they can't cast Tobey Maguire. Yeah, like very could, meta thing. We just have Tobey Maguire, and we're not going to say who he is. Yeah, he's just going to be in street clothes. Yeah, doing like the dance or something when he was in uh, Spider-Man Three, like dancing down the great. street. What if he's like going through like portals or whatever, and he just ends up on the street in New York, and you just see dancing. Tommy Maguire right there. What if this is how they kind of open up the Spider-Man, Morbius, Venom kind of deal? Because they're going to have to explain that. Yeah. This could be how they open that up, too. It's also could be mutants. <gasps> new mutants? No, mutants. Just X-Men. Oh. Into the MCU. I thought you were talking about the new mutants. No, movie. I don't think they want anything to do with that movie. Well, that was, I read up on it. That was supposed to be like the last X-Men movie. Like, of that X-Men universe. So, I don't think it's supposed to be connected at all. The fact that there was no mutants at Endgame, a little fishy. (laughs) Maybe they use this to be like, hey, these mutants have existed. New actors. Yeah. They've existed in different reality. You already know the deal with what their story is. Yeah, that's the easy way to do it. Um, That's another movie I forgot about. Morbius. Have they announced, like, anything with that? Uh, That was supposed to be, like, next year, right? Remember the high... It was supposed to be this summer, I think. No, not a chance. It says March 19th, 2021. I thought it was supposed to be this summer. No, but March, that's still early. Hey, I'll, I'll count that. If we get Morbius in March and then we go May, July, and November. It's, yeah, it's not an MCU movie, but it's like MCU adjacent. It is. 100%. That's right next to it. We get four of those. And then you know with this pushing it back, we're going to be busting out four fucking MCU movies nope. a year moving forward. Yeah, it was scheduled to be released July 10th, 2020. Damn, that's crazy. Before moving three weeks later, then delayed to March 2021. March 19th, 2021. I wonder if that's why they moved Black Widow back so far, too. Maybe. I mean, Black Widow was supposed to come out before. I don't think they necessarily might. Well, um, I don't think it ne- it fucks up the timeline. So they're like, hey, you got the early slot in 2021. We'll bump back a little bit yeah. to not compete. I'm so excited for that movie. Jared Leto's in it? 
Jared Leto is Morbius. Oh, that's right. Come on, Jay. That's right. I fucking... You know I'm bad with actors, okay? You are. You know I'm very bad with actors. Um, and I'm going to be honest, I don't remember much from that trailer. I only remember the end with Michael Keaton. I mean, that's the biggest thing. <laughs> it's fucking Michael Keaton. How big of a role is he going to have in this? I think if it's he... going to be a classic he shows up at the end or... I just feel like, like the end trailer, you know what I mean? End credits. I feel like if that's their big surprise, why would you show that in the very first trailer you release for the movie? Because hold that shit. Hold that shit until the movie and then you know how many people are going to go see this movie being fucking mind blown that Michael Keaton's vulture shows up at the end when no one was expecting it? Because would I see Morbius without that? Probably not. Okay, but would you be considering I seeing see Morbius? Venom. You'd be considering it and then you hear Oh shit! Reports coming out. Michael Keaton shows up. I need to go fucking see this movie. So I don't know. Maybe there is a bigger surprise, um, but I don't think you'll be in it much. What if the bigger surprise is Tom Holland at the end? That would be the bigger surprise. That would be you tease Michael Keaton and then Tom Holland's the actual what the fuck. So this isn't really new news, but this is just what I'm reading on Wikipedia. It says um, in September 2019, Sony announced a new agreement with Disney, extended the previous deal. Blah blah blah. To keep Spider-Man and Marvel shared universe. As part of the new agreement, Feige stated that moving forward, the MCU Spider-Man will be able to cross cinematic universes and appear in Sony's own shared universe as well. So, like, yeah, I don't think we're going to get a, a, a Morbius, like, uh, Korg crossover. You know what I mean? But, no, but we will get Tom Holland with these characters. See, how are they going to explain that? It's got to be the multitude. They have to work together. No, yeah, there There's has no to be way something they're not where they make together. the storyline work out for both sides. Yeah. Oh, did you know uh, Michael Keaton co-produced Homecoming? Sounds about right. He's a smart guy. Reshoots for the film had begun in Los Angeles by early February 2020. Interesting. wonder how long those lasted. But if it was going to release in July, they have all the footage ready. It's probably oh good a, to go. A month later, as film productions around the world and the United States were halted due to COVID-19, Sony was said to no longer be in production of the film, so it seems like they were already done. Yeah, they're in post editing and shit God, probably dude. which you can do from home they gotta they they have to obviously they're gonna work together it's not just gonna be one of those like here's spider-man fighting the sony bad guys and then here's mcu they might not necessarily Especially have how they left off in the mcu yeah with everyone knowing his identity yeah they're gonna work spider-man together. 3 comes out after morbius huh i don't think it comes out for a while yeah i think it might be 2022 and the rumor is uh homesick oh <gasps> up he's homesick because he's in, in a, different a fucking reality. different universe nah dude that's gonna be such a fucking cop out if they just drop that bomb of everyone knows his fucking identity and then they're just like just kidding he's in a different reality that's a cop out. okay get this though so riley said she saw someone talking about um they also casted the new she hulk yeah who's a lawyer okay she's gonna be tom holland's lawyer in spider-man 3 she has to be that well, needs to happen they can't cop out what I was saying is Riley supposedly, supposedly saw something where the name was uh, – someone said it was homesick, but that's not like a confirmed report. What if it is? Get this. Here's here's how it works in my head. Obviously – see, I don't know if he appears in Morbius because Morbius is happening. Maybe he appears in Venom 2. Isn't there a Venom 2? Yeah. Confirmed. Maybe they use Multitude of Madness. Somehow Spider-Man's caught up in it. You know, Doctor Strange lives in New York. Spider-Man's from New York, whatever. Spidey's like, it's just like a little subplot, like, yo, I need some help, blah, 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 get me out of here. Everyone knows who I am. Goes to the other universe, you know, where he can be Spider-Man again. 
maybe does something with Venom or whatever. That's where how they get his Sony stuff in. And then Spider-Man 3 is about him kind of coming back to the MCU and dealing with uh, everything. Maybe that happens in Wanda and WandaVision. That also, yeah, that also could happen there. Doctor Strange is supposed to be in it. What if shit's just hitting fan and they're like, hey. That's why WandaVision what if it just fucks has up to be released. Every, what if it just fucks up since everyone to different realities in WandaVision and then they eventually all come back together with Doctor Strange, which comes out after all these movies. After Morbius. Maybe that's the multiverse of madness because all the different franchises are in different fucking universes right now. He has to get everyone back together. And that's where we get... Uh, Tobey Maguire because he goes to the wrong Spider-Man universe and gets the wrong Spider-Man. Everyone's like, what the fuck? But he still brings them back and we have two Spider-Man in the MCU. And then he also goes into an animated reality and accidentally gets Miles Morales. Love it. (laughs) I'm sold. Oh, man. I'm excited. I I miss talking about things the MCU could do and kind of coming up with bullshit theories that probably won't happen. It's almost like fan fiction. It's like audible fan fiction that we're making. No, 100%. That's fine. I'm sure someone's Minus sitting here like... touching themselves to it. <laughs> oh, a YouTube video just Fuck. played. Sorry, did you hear that? I did. You just um, had an explosion in my ear. <laughs> Sorry to the listeners. That probably scared the shit out of them. Um, I'm excited, man. That's why WandaVision. Can, yeah. Is there any way we could look at the WandaVision cast? Can, are they allowed to keep that shit secret, or do they have to release it beforehand? I don't think they have to tell anyone a goddamn thing. I don't know how that worked. I don't know if there was like a, a law. Kat Dennings. Wasn't she in that one show? Two Broke Girls? Kat Dennings is... Oh, Benedict Cumberbatch no, is in the cast. Yeah, no, I, I'm almost positive it's confirmed he's going to be a part of it. You know, his American accent is incredible. I'm just going to say it. Yeah, no. <laughs> I agree. Um, Tom Holland, too. Shocking to hear him talk. Yeah. Yeah, confirmed cast. Paul Bettany. Kat Dennings. She was in Two Broke Girls. I'm sure of it. I don't know what that is. I just know she's in Thor 1 and 2. Maybe she's not in Two Broke Girls. Oh, she is in Two Broke Girls. <laughs> ha. Fucking knew it. I'm not stupid. <laughs> uh, Kate, Catherine Hahn. Don't know who that is. I'm going to be honest. Uh, who's Elizabeth Olsen, Scarlet Witch? Yeah. Who's that? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Why is she listed fourth, though? <laughs> I don't know. But I, I, that, you can't Did you joke think like, I was being serious? Yes, because you do shit like that all the time, Jason. You just said for Morbius, who the, who's fucking, what's his name playing? <laughs> That's true. That's very true. Is Elizabeth Olsen uh, related to Mary-Kate and Ashley? Yeah, I think she's the third sister. Oh, yeah, she is. Ooh, that sucks. She does kind of, she does look like him. Um, I would argue more successful. She's in the fucking MCU. Randall Park, Jimmy Woo. Who is he from? That's familiar. He's, Isn't he, uh, uh, he's the uh, cop in Ant-Man. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. You know who I love from Ant-Man, underappreciated? The Mexican guy. I don't know his name. Luis. Fucking hilarious. That actor, he's just a good actor. I agree. Fantastic. Uh, Tayona Paris. Monica Rambeau. Told you. Shane Sword Agent, so we know there's gonna be Sword. But how do you think you say that last name? Berengu? Berenga. I have no idea. Sean McLean is an orderly. I don't even know what that means. Fred Melaman. Fuck's Mr. Mr. And Hart. Mr. Oh, they're neighbors. I think that was just revealed in the trailer. Yeah. That's the only thing that's confirmed. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. You could probably go and look at, like, the stuntmen and then, like, be like, okay, who is the stuntman in this movie for this person? But that's way too much work for us to do. That's for, like, the YouTubers that get hundreds of thousands of views. I'm sure there's articles out there for us to do the research that someone else has done the research. And us finding those articles of other people doing research is too much research for us to do. (laughs) 
I'm excited. I'm fucking. I'm so stoked for Wandavision, dude. I'm so stoked. Just anything. I don't even care. Just fucking feed me slop. I will say I like that it's existing characters. That like we're getting. It's not like learn something new. It's like oh, hey, gotcha, we know these yeah. people. Keep the story moving along. Yeah, that's nice. Because if it was new characters, we'd just be talking out of our ass. One hundred and fifty million dollar budget for a six episode miniseries. No, they're, it's they're movies, dude. It's, it's they're long movies that yeah. Long, drawn-out stories. That's what it is. That wouldn't do well in the movie theater, probably. Let's be honest. A WandaVision movie no. would not draw well. It wouldn't. It would draw well with us, but not with the casual audience. And instead, yeah. it's going to be a huge fucking hit on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. And I'm excited for it. Fuck, I'm stoked, man. I'm so stoked. I also but- love that it's not like a like season one. Like These are just miniseries. Like, we're yeah. just telling this story, this one thing, to move the fucking plot along for the MCU. Yeah, it's nice. I agree. When is do you know when that What If series is supposed to come out? Because I was interested in that. I know it didn't really mean anything, and it was like animated, right? Yeah, it's animated. And it was just like a fun little series, but it sounded fun. <laughs> I don't know when it's coming out. I remember when Disney Plus released, we were like, "Oh, this shit!" And it's been Disney Plus been out for like a year now, almost. And it's like I legitimately could have waited till like this next month to get Disney Plus and been fine. I mean, Riley likes it, so but yeah. Mandalorian was like the biggest yeah. draw to it, and they had the one season. That was it. Which, again, I like all the other Which, movies, and I watch all the other movies, and I go to sleep with The Simpsons on every night because it's got so many fucking episodes, I don't ever <laughs> have to restart the series. I mean, it, to be fair, I mean, a global pandemic happened, so can't hold that against them That is much. fair. They should have already had content out. Yeah. So. But with the MCU and having to push movies back, I'm sure they have to push this stuff back because of the interchangeable parts and whatnot of a connected franchise. Yeah, it just hurts everything, Jay. I mean... You do this, and we stop getting content to talk about. Yeah. And I mean, we end up doing a review on Norm of the North. Look, we do a bad movie review every month, though. Why That's do we been... do that, though? Because we were running low on ideas. I think we keep doing it, though, moving forward. Even when movies come out, it's just a bonus thing. It's going to be like Spider-Man 3 comes out on the last fucking episode It's going to be a bonus. Bonus episode. Bad movie review of the month. Okay. Norm of the North, starring Rob Schneider. Uh, Ken Jong is in it. Um, Gabriel Iglesias is in it. Um, I got so many fucking tabs open right now. I can't even find. That's it. about how many people I know. Uh, Heather Graham plays Vera. 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 Okay. I don't know who Heather Graham is. Apparently, she's in uh, Boogie Nights and The Hangover, and Austin Powers. Those are three kind of big movies. Um, Mary- Maya K plays Olympia, the daughter. What a name, Olympia! I know that was a pretty fucking badass name. Yeah, I will give her that. That's give the best part that. of the whole movie. I was um, like, I want to name my kid fucking Olympia. It's a story of a polar bear that is trying to save the Arctic and thus goes to New York City and dances and twerks. He goes to New York City and becomes the face of buy a condo in Antarctica. Yeah. To save Antarctica. <laughs> and um, no one realizes he's a real polar bear except a eight-year-old girl. She was like, yeah, obviously you're a polar bear, but I'm a super smart eight-year-old girl, so I know. Um, all right. What, let's get into plot slash story, Ty. What did you give it? Four. <laughs> I also gave it a four. I don't, I just, it was like stuff's happening. I don't see how this leads to that, but it's happening. Yeah. <laughs> um, The movie just kept going. It, it had an end goal. Like, uh, it did. It, it did didn't. at least have that. So that's what I think what the points come from is there was at least like a conflict to be resolved. There was multiple. The little dynamic with his grandfather. That was a little special, a little added sprinkled in. Why, but didn't need to be in the movie. 
It, it didn't, but it gave it a little heartfelt. The girl going to the school was another thing. They were like, let's throw this in there. Yeah. It was to justify the mom working with this dick. Yeah. And then she gets in, but they don't explain how. Yeah. Because was it because her new boss was also an alumnus? Yeah, I don't know. Because they he definitely needed his approval. They didn't get his approval. <laughs> um, yeah, no one notices a polar bear. Um, he even switches out with a guy in a polar bear costume to like stay in his little apartment that's being watched and they think it's actually him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Looks completely different. There's a giant fucking zipper on that polar bear costume. Um, and he doesn't notice he's a real polar bear until he smells them. And he says, you know, kind of smells like a real polar bear. Yeah. Which, okay. <laughs> Not, yeah, just ignoring the fact he's like 10 feet tall. It's just a really good costume. Fantastic. Um, it was just, there were so many absurd moments. Like when he goes on the talk show and he just starts dancing. Like he didn't even explain why he's like, let's take this party to a bigger stage. And then just starts dancing. And then everyone in New York city is dancing. That would never happen. No one. I also love when it was like, he was in the office. Like, Oh, he's too real of a, of a bear. And he was like, Oh, I can, I can show you like a showman bear and starts dancing. And then the assistant and boss join in the dance. (laughs) I was like, okay, you guys just been working on this. Um, Oh God, I had another thought. There was just so many, like so many small things. Like in the beginning, when they're filming the commercial, they show uh, Norm going underneath the ice to kind of cut the camera out. And there's like, you know, it's like a thin layer of ice and then they're underneath it. And then all of a sudden there's like an avalanche and there's like a giant crater that opens up next to the house. It's like, that wasn't, there wasn't enough room for there to be a crater there. There was like that much ice. Correct. Um, just transporting an entire house with uh, decor inside of it. That was fantastic. On a boat. And just like <laughs> and they just lived up on the crane, just fucking slamming down. Uh, yeah, Norm using the toilet in that house when he gets back to New York, even though it's not hooked up to plumbing at all. Oh, and the, yeah. Uh-huh. And the fact that uh, the little lemmings were eating food in the fridge of a, a show house that had no reason to have food in it. Where mm-hmm. did the food come from? Yep. Um, also, the fact that he's sitting down for dinner with the assistant, and she's talking about her daughter, and he's like, oh, yeah, a good school's important. You're a fucking polar bear. <laughs> what? 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 Um, Why are you giving life lessons? Uh, and then there was like the uh, little like fake love thing that was like in there. And then at the end, he just has kids. Okay. Yeah. I was just like, why? That was one of the five endings. There was like five endings to this movie. Yep. Uh, he magically gets back to the Arctic after almost drowning. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't fucking get it, man. That was a bad movie. It was the most just throw everything at the wall and let's see what sticks. It, yeah, it was bad. Um, there was just a lot of plot holes, just kind of lazy writing. Some of the jokes were stupid. I will say I laughed a few times, mostly at the movie. Yep. Um, there was a gay joke. Did you pick up on that? No. He uh, When he was in the wardrobe, like right before uh, the boss like faked that when Norm said he approves the houses or whatever. Remember he like faked it on the the blimp or whatever. Okay. Right before that, he was like getting changed in a wardrobe and they're like, Norm, are you going to come out yet? And he comes out and he kind of has like a, a flashy outfit, like sparkly. <laughs> and he said, I think I just did <laughs> gay joke in a children's movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, in 2016, uh, it's not that old of a movie. Yeah. That brings me to 2016, not being that old of a movie visual slash cinematography. I gave this a one. Wow. This was some of the worst animation I've ever seen. Tyler. It was God awful. For this, if this this movie could have came out in two thousand two, and I would have been like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I gave it a I gave it a three. 
I think those are just pity points, honestly. Maybe. I'm, I'm thinking of the movie with, was it Haley Joel? Um, Cargo? Yeah. And how, how good, that was one of our options, and it's just the most disgusting looking thing ever. That would get a one. Okay. <laughs> this would get a three. That's bad. See, the reason why I gave it such a bad score is Cargo was like this small little movie that no one's probably ever heard of. Norm of the North was a theatrical release starring Rob Schneider like and Ken Jeong. Like, yeah, they didn't have a huge budget, but it should have looked better than this. It was fucking released by what? Lionsgate? Distributed by Lionsgate. And it looked this bad. It's true. Um, it did only have an $18 million budget for an animated movie. But still, like, it looked bad. There was no emotion, like, when they were trying to be all sad and stuff. Like... I just couldn't buy in at all because it looks so fucking fake. It looked like a bad video game on a PS2. I, I don't disagree. I gave, I gave it a fucking three. It, the animation was just so bad in this, and like the, the the talking didn't always match up, and it was just, it was brutal, man. It was brutal. It temporarily held a rating of zero on Rotten Tomatoes, I guess, at one point, according to Wikipedia. Then people started giving it some love. Yeah, it's got nine, which... Shit, we better watch out. Uh, Armin White might have gave it a fresh. I mean, have some integrity if he did. <laughs> um, no, he didn't. Uh, Top Critic did give it a fresh. I'll, re- I'll read you the fresh. We, usually we do the bad reviews for good movies. I'll read you the fresh reviews after we do the whole thing. Okay. Key elements. This I gave it a kind of high score. And we might debate a little bit. I gave it a 10. Gave it a 6. I think this movie was made to be a stupid, my kid is crying, I need to throw something on that's just going to be dumb and capture their imagination and make them laugh. And I think it was fine in doing that. I think you could throw this on and just like a kid would like maybe be entertained by it. It had the it had the dumb kid humor and just, you know, the, the aspects of, you know, like animals and, you know. Stuff of that nature. Talking animals and whatnot. Um, so for that reason, I gave it a 10. Uh, it was definitely made for kids. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess I agree with it. But then there's the stuff like the director being like, oh, here comes the big execs trying to tell me how to make my movie. I'm like, <laughs> that, that's not for kids. Yeah. Kids don't know stuff like that. And then the whole like. That was them so- also trying to make it like family too. Like just throw everything. You know what I mean? I guess. And then like the stuff where. Um, you know, it's very clearly like a climate change type thing. Yeah. I'm like, oh, we're losing the Arctic and whatnot. Like, eh. okay, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I I don't even think the humor is that funny. I feel like even kids would be like, what? Okay. I, I think I might have laughed at this when I was like six. A lot of fart jokes with the little fucking things. I them will peeing, say. Them peeing in the tank. Okay. We could just get into that right away then. What's up, characters? I give it a seven. Give it a two. I liked the lemmings. <laughs> They're okay. They made me laugh. They. I will say the two is for the lemmings. Um, <laughs> like I don't know. It's just comedic. Like the scene, the the one scene that actually like made me laugh, made me laugh is <laughs> it was so stupid, but it was actually kind of funny. Is when he was sitting in like the hot tub and all the little lemmings were like swimming around the edges to heat <laughs> okay. it up. I don't know why, but that made me laugh. <laughs> I I like it. I got a good chuckle out of me. <laughs> Why? The one that made me laugh was when um, he was like, oh, we couldn't bring them to dinner 
or the date because like health or whatever and it cuts to them with the secretary and they're like doing her nails and she's like telling them and the one was like uh-huh uh, like listening like preach sister I, was, I laughed at that um i gave it a seven just for the lemmings and that might be a little high but that's way too fucking high. i gave them one point um <laughs> they made me laugh uh the writing was bad but i give that more plot slash story well, um, well time out the voice acting was fucking terrible the voice acting was pretty bad you this know, was one where I was like, all right, Jay wants to give him some points for voice acting. I'm taking away points for voice acting. I'm not. I fucking hate uh, yeah. Rob Schneider. I'm knocking it down to a five. Um, <laughs> just for that. I didn't think. Yeah, Rob Schneider's not great. Um, but just on top of there was like a lot of bad voice acting. Like everyone in this movie, I think, was bad. Uh, maybe Ken Jong might have been the only. I was going to say he did OK. Um, but there was like a lot like when he was talking in the beginning to like the little bird or the other polar bears, like it just lacked emotion. And I told Riley this when we were watching, it felt like a like a college film project. Oh what yeah, hundred percent. Like no, I would argue senior year of high school film project. Well, we wouldn't have been able to animate it that well, but very expensive high school. But it, it sounded like it sounded like something where someone with no acting um experience. Like if I were to go record a voiceover. No, yeah, no, no, no absolutely. That's what it would sound like. It was very bad. Um, I'm trying to think of one. One stood out as fucking terrible. I, I don't have an exact. There was just so uh, much that lacked emotion. The timing was off on it. It didn't sound like real conversations. Mm-hmm. If, and that's what you know, great animated movies do is you know they they interweave these things. I don't know if they recorded separately, or it just lacked emotion. It lacked. You know, I've seen some videos like behind the scene videos on like you know bigger movies where they're like really getting everything out of the actors. Like no, do it this way, do it that way. This kind of felt like. Here's your line. Like, read it a few times. Okay, we'll make it work. Let's keep going. Oh, yeah. For sure. It was bad. <sighs> I gave it a five. I knocked it down. But I still Thank think you. the Lemmings Lemmings made me laugh, and they deserve some points. I, I gave them one. They were, they, they were the only saving grace of this movie. And the, the annoying trope of the <laughs> smart kid is smarter than all the adults yeah. drives me fucking insane. Yeah. I hate it so much. It's yeah. like, this kid's so smart. She clearly sees all this stuff. The adults are just stupid. Yeah. I hate it. No, yeah. yeah. How does the fuck does the kid know it's a fucking bear right away? And Sing- no, not a single person in New York. He was walking down the street. And I guess New York is a place where it's like, it's like Vegas. Like sh- crazy shit happens, you know, like, you know. Jason, if I saw a polar bear walking down the street in New York, I would fucking run. And then there's the scene where Norm is literally running on all fours, catching up to a vehicle in motion. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, oh, there's Norm, the guy who plays the polar bear. Yeah. Acting like a completely real polar bear. Wearing a suit, <laughs> so I give it a two for enjoyment. Wow, that's low. It wasn't a good movie. Everything you enjoyed about this it was less bad. than Mulan. Oh yeah, for sure. This was this was a this was a we're doing a podcast and I'm doing a chore watching a movie. I think you went into it wanting to hate it so much, so you might have gave the enjoyment a little less. I've done I've, I've done I've given some movies more than this. You're gonna be blown away. I probably am. I gave us a six. Yeah, that's way too high. I gave Mulan a five. And this movie is in the so bad it was laughable. And that kind of makes it a little bit like endearing to me. Sure. I would rather watch this movie than Artemis Fowl. I would rather watch this movie than Fantastic Four. And I would rather watch this movie than Mulan. And those all got threes to fives. I, I feel like I gave Artemis Fowl a one or two. Probably. You fucking hated Artemis Fowl. This is right about on par where I, I have zero interest of ever watching this movie again. I did not enjoy it. Sorry. Um, I will say I wasn't audibly mad at it. 
Yeah. So you know what? I would give it a three. <laughs> Look, yeah. Compared to Artemis Fowl, I wasn't pissed off watching it. It was a <laughs> chore. I'll give it a three. Yeah. It, the only part where I was like, okay, can this end already? Was the end when there was like five endings, like five mm-hmm. resolutions. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's a little misleading because six to ten is would not recommend, but would con- would not condemn. I would condemn this movie. But it was like that scale where it got so bad where it was actually kind of, you know, See, for me, in a sense. that's the other Adam Sandler Fred movie, like The Wrong Missy, which has god-awful scores on Rotten Tomatoes. But it's so bad that I'm laughing at it. <laughs> that for me, this is just, I have no enjoyment. I, I chuckled like three times the entire film. Yeah. And that's it. I laughed quite a lot, but a lot of it was laughing at the movie. So, I, yeah, you were laughing at it more than me. I was just not enjoying it. What's it your final bad, score, man. Jay? Um, 26. 18. So that's a 22. You weren't even go- looking into this, re- like, excited for this review. This is just, I wasn't. This whole thing was a short just, for you. Well, what would you give it? 26. So the final score is a 22. Yeah, I got, it. I got it. It auto calculates. That makes it the twenty seventh ranked movie. Jason, is this a better movie than Fantastic Four? Yes. Is this a worse movie than Artemis Fowl? I don't think it is. Yeah, I think it is. I. I what did I give Artemis Fowl? Uh, twenty seven. You gave it one point higher. I gave Artemis Fowl twenty two. I gave this an eighteen. Tied for my worst score with I Fantastic Four. I hated Artemis Fowl though. I hated it. It was so boring. This wasn't as blatantly boring. Okay. It very much took the tropes of every other movie, but um, what did Mulan get? 30-something? Mulan received a 38. And a lot of that was us just giving a lot of points for the visuals, if we're being honest. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, key elements honestly saved it for me. I gave it a 10 just because I – acknowledged that it was a stupid kids movie that I think some kids would enjoy. And I mean, that was my highest thing and I gave it six. Yeah. So if I give it a six, but even with that, I compare it to movies like cars or tangled or, you know, kids movies where yes, obviously it's a kids movie, but they do more to it. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is a kids movie where the parent hates it and the kid's going to get bored of it. (laughs) I mean, it made $30 million in the box office. I made twelve. It took, it, well, it made thirty in the box office, okay, twelve yes. million profit, and then proceeded to create a four movie series. Okay, so now zero percent chance I'm watching the bad three or three movie or four. review. Next time no. I get to pick is Norma the North two. Daniel will be coming on and doing this podcast with you too. <laughs> I will not do that. Why? I'm not doing that to myself. I want different bad. Keys movies. Keys to the kingdom, bro. Different bad movies. It doesn't even have a Rotten Tomato score. Nine percent though. That's fucking terrible. What would a movie have to do to get single what did, digits? What did Drop Dead us? Fred get? Drop Dead Fred received a 25. You gave Drop Dead Fred a one point better for the Norman of the North. You gave it a 27. We gave Norman of the North. You gave tw- Norman of the North 26. Can't fucking talk. What about Norman of the North family vacation? Nope. Not, not going to do that. <laughs> I don't like Rob Schneider as a person. Is it because that one bad part of my take interview? Yes. And then just shit like this, where I'm like, he definitely just did this, like, make some money. And he's just bad in his voice. And he just thinks he's smarter than everyone. <laughs> yeah. He's not even in Norm of the North 2. They should get someone who sounds like Rob Schneider to play the main character. 
It's probably a completely different voice, honestly. The animation looks even worse. Oh, that's incredible. I, I don't know how. Um, now he has to save New York City, but he goes from hero to villain when he's framed for a crime he didn't commit. Naturally. Um, Andrew Toth is the voice of Norm. Andrew Toth, otherwise known from My Little Pony, Mobile Suit Gundam Seed, Tetsujin 28, G.I. Joe Valor vs. Venom. Norm in the North, King Size Adventure has a 3.1 on IMDb. That's good. That's improvement, I think. What would it take for a movie to get single digits? I like, I genuinely... Would, it would take, we've watched some terrible fucking movies, and the lowest score is 17 and a half. It would take... Movies that have single digits on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, so I was going to say it would take a movie that is trying to be... It has to be boring. Okay. Got plenty of those. Um, see, I... Because I keep thinking about visual cinematography. I think even if a big studio makes a boring movie, just with what is capable nowadays, uh, my voice cracked, it's not going to get a terrible, terrible review. Unless we review some like low budget like Norm of the North. You know what I mean? But at that point, like we're kind of like wasting our time. Fuck, yeah. You're saying. yeah. It would have to be like a college-made film to get single digits from yeah. us. Where it all looks bad, but it also has a terrible story, terrible characters, and doesn't know what it's trying to be. Yeah. And it's a perfect balance of us not enjoying how terrible it is. Uh, the 100 worst movies of all time, according to Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, Fantastic Four is going to be on there. I'm just going to scroll all the way down to number one. I'm not going to read you 100. Um, I'll read you the top 10. Okay. Uh, top 10. You've actually shown me a scene from this movie. The Ridiculous Six. Zero percent. Okay. But that scene's funny. And I would give it some bullshit credit for that. And it would get some bullshit for the... Jim Carrey has a 0% movie, Dark Crimes, 2018. That was wow. number 12. Wow. Um, I'll search for Fantastic Four if I don't pass it already on the top 10. Number 9, Jaws, The Revenge, Jaws <laughs> okay. 4. Uh, number 8, The Last Days of American Crime, 2020 movie. Wow. Wow. On Netflix. Maybe we need to watch that. Who's it starring? Starring Edgar Ramirez, Michael Pitt. Maybe this is our chase for a, or a single-digit movie. It's like a golden egg. National Lampoon's Gold Diggers. Okay. Didn't even know that exist that National Lampoon's existed. That came out in two thousand four. Um Super Babies, Baby Geniuses Two, two thousand four. Number, okay. Number five, Pinocchio, two thousand two. <laughs> just the original Pinocchio. No. <laughs> uh number four, Gaudy, starring John Travolta. Oh. Came out in twenty eighteen. Um Number three, A Thousand Words, starring Eddie Murphy, 2012. Dated Jokes, A Thousand Words, was shot in 2008. That's and, where he can only say A Thousand Words. And removing Eddie Murphy's voice, his greatest comedic asset, dooms this painful mess from the start. <laughs> that is a terrible decision. You're like, this guy's fucking hilarious whenever he's talking. Everyone loves his voice. Everyone loves his comedy. Let's make him be quiet. <laughs> Number two, One Missed Call, which looks like a uh, horror movie. One of the weakest entries in the J-Horror remake sweepstakes, One Missed Calls, undone by blind performances in shop-worn shocks. Um, number one, Ballistic X versus Sever. Sever. A startlingly inept film, Ballistic X versus Sever, offers overblown wall-to-wall action without a hint of wit, coherence, style, or originality. And it's not a low, like a super, you know, it's starring Antonio Banderas and Lucy Liu. 
So I'm going to tell you right now, overblown wall-to-wall action, it's getting some love for enjoyment for me. Yeah. Just absurd action. I'm going to be like, hey, that's fun. I'm trying to see if there's any movies I've seen slash maybe you've seen slash heard of. I'm going up the list. I don't think of a movie like After Earth with Will Smith and Jaden Smith, which is terrible. Pretty sure it has really good visuals. Yeah, I don't really recognize any of these movies. Um, Max Steel, that sounds familiar. That's 34th. That also has a 0%, though. Um, I think that's like, isn't that Fighting Robots? No, that's I think that's Chappie. Uh, no, it's not about Fighting Robots. Stolen, Dark Tide, Twisted. Oh, now we're into 1%. Um, Daddy Day Camp. I do remember that movie. Who's, that? Who's in that? Is that the Triple Cuba H Cuba Gooding movie? Jr. Oh. No. A disaster movie, 2008, got a 1%. Epic movie, 2007, got a 2%. Um, Maybe like Jack and Jill. Meet the Spartans. Remember that? That was a spinoff. That has a 2%. I got worst movies of the decade here. Oh, Mortal Kombat Annihilation, the second one. That's got a 2%. What? What? I like this movie. I liked this movie as a kid. Disavow Hollywood Reporter. Why? Have you seen the movie This Means War? No. It's got Tom Tom Hardy and uh, Chris Pine. They said it was bad? Yeah, I enjoyed that movie. Have you ever seen the movie Kicking It Old School? Uh-uh. It's a movie I liked as a kid. It's like, well, I've only seen it once, but I liked it the one time I saw it when I was a kid. It's about this guy who's like a break dancer in like the 80s and then like hits his head. And then wakes up from a coma like 20 years later, but thinks everything's still the 80s. I remember liking it as a kid. It's uh, got a 2% Rotten Tomatoes. That... Jack and Jill, number 63 with a 3%. I have next next month's bad movie review. What? This means war. It's a rom-com. We're watching a rom-com. But you like it. But it has a 25% on Rotten Tomatoes. The whole point is supposed to be a movie that you don't like, though, slash you don't think you'll like. I thought we were just supposed to get badly reviewed movies. I mean, I guess, yeah. But if you're going to give it like a 50 I probably would. Probably would give it a 50 or I'm, higher. I'm just going to shit on it the whole time then. I mean, maybe I'll reevaluate. I thought this was a good movie. I enjoy it. When did you see it? Last year. Oh, wow. That's the most recent I've watched it. I still enjoy it. No, th- this year. I've watched it this year. Worst big budget movies. Let's see. Top 10 of the worst big budget movies of all time. Number one, Jupiter Ascending. This film, which barely made back its budget with 181 million worldwide. R.I.P.D. Starring Ryan Reynolds. Evan Almighty. I liked Evan Almighty. Which one is that? The one with Steve Carell. As the main guy? Yeah, the arc. Okay. I like that. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't get single digits. The Lone Ranger. John Carter. Movie 43 is on here, and I would typically agree with it, but there's a scene where Hugh Jackman, Wolverine, has prosthetic testicles on his chin. And it's supposed to be like he doesn't realize it. And they go out to like a very nice restaurant to eat dinner. <laughs> and he keeps dipping his balls into his soup and drinking the soup. And it's fucking so funny. <laughs> so fucking funny. That's a movie saving scene right there. That sounds fucking hilarious. It's fucking great. He's like, oh, excuse me. And like wipes off his balls. It's fucking great. That alone would get it 10. Um, a movie like this, the... Mark Wahlberg Transformers that could very well get a, a pretty low score. I guess a movie like Especially that. Especially the Transformers look like shit. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is it's such a big budget they probably don't. Yeah. The 15 worst big budget movies of all time. Armageddon. What? 
I thought Armageddon was beloved. What was that the movie with? We were just talking Will about Smith. No, but it wasn't weren't we just talking Deep about Deep Impact. Yeah. Maybe Deep Impact's the beloved one. Ooh, Spider Man three is number fourteen on this yeah, list. Yeah, no chance that gets single digit. Shrek the third. Suicide Squad. Come on, man. That was number nine. Um How the Grinch Stole Christmas from two thousand. Transformers Revenge of the Fallen. The Last Airbender. That could be a single digiter. It could be. I don't remember how the visuals look, but I would be very wild, wild grumpy West, about it. Speed 2. I feel like I should watch that movie. Waterworld, Batman and Robin. We're watching that movie this month. No, what? I've decided. It's the last Airbender time. Have you seen it? One time. And you hated it? When it came out. Fucking 10 years ago. Okay, well, I'll watch it with Riley, who just finished the entire Avatar, the last Airbender well, series. Is it streaming anywhere? I'm sure it's somewhere. Netflix. I think it's on. It's on Netflix. Yeah. I th- I oh, no, that's, it. that's the actual good one. The Last Airbender movie. movie. Isn't it Disney Plus? Netflix. Oh. We're watching it. Okay. I don't know why I thought it was on Disney Plus. Well, 5% there we go. on Rotten Tomatoes. And then, Is 5% the worst we've ever had? Probably. And then we could parlay it into an M. Night Shyamalan, maybe. M. Night Shyamalan list? Another movie? I don't know. Something. We'll figure it out. Okay. Directors who are only known for one good movie. <laughs> Damn. I think he's got like one and a half. <laughs> oh man Norman the North terrible go watch it though no don't uh, I promise you don't terrible. want to um, people also are asking Ty about the last Airbender is there going to be a last Airbender 2 I don't think so yeah I would argue not um, next week Jay we don't have the scheduled out the the devil all the time yes we're going to watch that we're going to review that next week watch that it's on Netflix starring Tom Holland um, Robert Pattinson. Is it scary? Bill Skarsgård, Ses- uh, Sebastian Stan. I don't think it's scary. It's not scary. I think it's like a drama. Okay. It says it's a thriller. I should be fine. Um, but yeah, we're going to review that. Starring some of our favorite actors. Riley's favorite actor, Ro-, Ro Pat. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, hey, you guys are all superheroes. Do a movie together, not being superheroes. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, yeah, because Pattinson now too, yeah. Yeah. Sebastian Stan, Tom Holland. Is there any other superheroes? Skarsgård was just a big clown. Chris Evans is in it? Is he? I don't know. There's a picture of him next to them. There's another one, if so. I don't know. I haven't seen it yet, Jay. We're going to watch it this week, and we're going to talk about it next week. Bill Skarsgård? Yeah, that was the guy who played Pennywise in It. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't see Chris Evans. I don't know why he was in that picture with Tom. Maybe he makes it a surprise <laughs> appearance. There we go. I don't know. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be better than Norm of the North, probably. I'd I'd bet on that. I will I'll bet my my entire human value of life on it. Oh, <laughs> uh, you got anything else, Ty? Nothing else. Look forward to MCU movies. Look forward to movies with MCU people not yes. in the MCU. Yes. Um and be a good friend, everybody.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.